Where did you see God today? It's a question that far too often when we're asked, we struggle to come up with an answer, which is kind of odd because if we believe that God is present and active, if we believe that God is speaking, shouldn't that mean that we would have a quick answer? You've reached the Where Did You See God podcast, and this is the inaugural episode. Um, and right now I'm, I'm reaching out to friends and family and, and anybody else who uh, hears this call uh, for stories of where they saw God. But for some people, before we can jump into that, they need to know why we're asking this question in the first place. So today we're going to take a little bit of time to learn why this podcast exists, to learn why it's called what it's called. And so I'll have some some of the answers to those whys, and, and I'll have a story. Uh, so thank you for joining us, and, and let's jump right in. One thing that I want to make sure we do um, in every podcast is to invite God into it by praying. Um, the reason is, is we, you know, we feel like we're smart people and we feel like we can tell some good stories. But for this podcast to have any value at all, it can't be my words, it can't even be your words. And even though we may be the ones speaking, what we're looking for is for God to speak. Um, and I really believe that God, in his wisdom and, and grace and love, um, does choose to, to speak through us in some pretty cool ways. Um, the way that we're going to spend a lot of time in through this podcast is through the stories about how he works. But I do think we have a responsibility to give those stories back to God before we give them out to others, um, to invite God to be with our words to guide us in what we share and how we share it. So let's do that now. Father God, we just thank you that you are God and you are good. And we thank you that you do still speak, um, that you do still work, uh, and that your power and your goodness is shown in us every day, whether we see it or not. And so I just want to lift up this time as I explore why it is I want to create a podcast where people are just sharing stories of what you're doing. Um, and I pray it would be that you that speaks. I pray that anything that I have in mind to say, if it's not from you, that you would take it away. And if there's anything that I hadn't planned to say, that you're like, nope, this is what's coming out, that you would put those words out there. And in all of this, uh, I pray that the end goal isn't a, an amazing podcast, but rather that you are just shown as God and as good. And in your most holy and precious name, I pray this. Amen. So where did you see God? Um, in a few moments, I'll jump into a story of why I chose that name for the podcast. Um, and it's a story of uh, uh, basically the question that changed my life. 
before we jump into that, um, I didn't really have an intention to begin a podcast. Uh, I, I do have one sort of podcast that came from a, a series of videos that I was making called Front Porchin'. So I didn't have plans to do another thing, but I found myself in a very unique season where not only am I seeing God working, but I have ample time <laughs> to do something about it. A part of what drives me in life, part of where how I feel like God's designed me is around shepherding. In the process of living out that shepherding gift, I, I get the privilege of hearing people's stories. And one thing I learned um, a while ago is that when God gives us a story, it's not just for us individually, but it's for the body. One of the ways that I learned this is I, I used to work for an organization where part of my role was to spend time regularly, every two weeks, um, talking individually with um, these young adults who had come in and committed a year uh, to living and serving in our community, and more importantly, to diving into what it means to love God and love others. And that is a crazy, crazy thing to jump into, and, and so much so that I realized it was vastly important to open up significant chunks of my time to being available, accessible, present to them, advocating for them. Um, and so part of that was having these uh, times, what we called shepherding times, every two weeks, where I would just sit and basically say, hey, what's God been up to? What's he been saying and doing? And then by the end of it, exploring, so what do we do about that? And I, I noticed an amazing thing as I did that. Uh, I might meet with six young adults in the course of a week. And most weeks out of the year, at least two or three people, if not more, ended up sharing some of the same things, some of the same questions, some of the same experiences, some of the same concerns. And not only did it speak to how we are often all having shared experiences, but what stood out to me is they hadn't really shared some of these things with others. And so I would talk with one person who was wrestling with this, this idea. Yeah. And then I would later talk to another person who was wrestling with the same idea. And I realized if these two people just knew the stories of the other, they would be able to walk alongside each other so much uh, more fully, uh, more deeply, um, because they were living and working together. And so I started to challenge them um, when appropriate to say, hey, uh, this thing that you just shared, you and so-and-so should talk because y'all are in the same place. And so I discovered this really beautiful thing of where God does do things for us individually. He does work. He does speak. But not only does he want that to impact our lives, but he wants us to then share that with others. There's this beautiful verse uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, in fact, verses 3 through 5. I'll read that now. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. So God does seek to speak to us and to comfort us, but he does that in part so that we can comfort those around us with the same comfort that we receive from God. 
And so that's one of the reasons that I wanted to create this podcast is because I have heard so many amazing stories from so many of you of how God has worked and how God has moved. And I have also heard how others need to hear your story. And so I wanted to create a space where not only could you share what God's doing, but others could hear your stories and be encouraged, comforted, challenged, motivated through that story. So that's, that's one of the biggest reasons. I'm going to take a slight pause here because my cat is crying at the door. And if I don't let her in, she will continue crying for the duration of this podcast. Now it's time to go, go out and spread the word. So many think they know, so many haven't heard. From healthy to the sick, from fortunate to poor, the power of our God can heal a famished soul. We are now joined by our first ever guest, Chloe who I can guarantee at some point will walk up. Oh, there it is. Walk right up to the mic and probably rub up against it. So apologize to those with cat allergies. You may sneeze. So the second uh, thing that just really led to, to this podcast uh, was just the realization that sharing the stories of what God is doing is throughout scripture. Um, So I'm going to give two examples. One is uh, just through Jesus. Uh, Jesus was an amazing storyteller, and he knew the power of stories. Um, And and not only did he know that was one method in which he shared with others, telling them what God had done and who God was and how he was working, he also challenged those that he poured into to do the same. And so uh, there's this story in Mark chapter 5 where Jesus and his disciples, uh, they have gone across the lake and they land at this place uh, where they discover a man who's been living in in tombs. Uh, And this man, everyone believed that he was out of his mind, so much so that they would bind him up so that he wouldn't come into the town. Uh, but the chains couldn't hold him. There is something going on in him that created this incredible and frightening strength that nothing could subdue him. Um, now Jesus isn't one to be afraid of anything. So Jesus met him uh, out there and the man shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. It's kind of a weird thing for someone to scream at Jesus. Jesus, undeterred, said, come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? And the spirit replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. Uh, and the story goes on that they recognize Jesus' power, that there's, I mean, there's just nothing they can do anymore. And so... Their, their last effort is to say, hey, can you just send us into these pigs? Uh, so Jesus did it. The pigs lose their minds, rush down a steep bank into the lake, and they all drown. Uh, and people were freaking out. Uh, those that were tending to the pigs like ran and went to the town and told everybody what was happening. And so people started coming out. But here's the important thing. 
this man's life was changed. And it was changed to such a dramatic extent. Nobody recognized him. He didn't even recognize himself. He knew he was a new creation. And he wanted more of it, so he wanted to go with Jesus. He begged Jesus to let him come with him. And here's what Jesus said. Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And so it says the man went away and began telling everybody what Jesus had done. And it says all the people were amazed. So this is important because, uh, again, um, when we experience something, it's not just for us, but it's for others. And, and Jesus knew this. And so when he invited people to share what God had done, he knew that the same power that had impacted their lives, that power could go through the words that they shared. That others could be impacted by that same power by listening, by hearing of God's goodness. And so the story that God gives you, the same impact that it had on you, when you share it, that power could go and impact those around you that are listening. God also expressed the importance of remembering and sharing so many times in Scripture. And most notably, I come back a lot to 1 Samuel 7. Uh, and that is the story of where the Israelites had fallen away from God, had turned away from God. Um, but at this point, they realized they needed to come back. And so Samuel led them all to a place called Mizpah and said, turn yourself back to God, repent and come back to God. And so that's, that's what they did at Mizpah. That was their sole reason for being there, to humble themselves, to repent and to return to God. I don't know what was going through the minds of the Philistines. Maybe they thought that the Israelites were gearing up for battle, or maybe they thought, hey, the Israelites are easy pickings now because they are helpless in Mizpah. But whatever the reason, the Philistines rallied up their massive armies and went to attack the Israelites. So here are the Israelites sitting there, realizing they need to turn back to God, humbling themselves and doing it. Like we as Christians often feel like when we are doing the right thing and when we are seeking God, that things should be good. This is what the Israelites thought. And so when they heard the distant sound of an army approaching and knew that death was on its way, they began to freak out and become confused because here they are seeking God. And what does he do but send an army after them? So they, they asked Samuel, pray even harder, pray even harder. We don't know what's happening. Pray that God would protect us. So Samuel prays. We as Christians believe that when that happens, sometimes it's a test to see if we actually were following God. And then when we do follow God, then we should be safe. This is not what happens. The army continues to advance. The drums, the shouts, the trumpets get louder and louder until finally they're surrounded. Now, here's the thing. The Israelites were not there prepared for war. They did not have the numbers. So they knew without a doubt in their mind that they were going to die. But God. See, this is what <laughs> we see God do so often in Scripture is uh, they <laughs> will be seeking him and we will see no way forward. And then God does something that utterly blows our minds, that is utterly impossible. And so what God does as they've been seeking him is he, it says God thunders. 
and it throws the army into confusion, and, and the army is defeated. I mean, the Israelites knew the only way to defeat this army was to have their weapons and to have enough people and to have enough strength. And what God said is, nope, the way to defeat this army is for you to humble yourself and trust me, and then I will make a loud thundering sound and destroy them. And so I just pulled it up uh, just so I can read um, an important part of this. Uh, they defeat the Philistines. God shows up in a big way. And it says here that um, after that happened in First Samuel 7, verse 12, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus the Lord has helped us. There's another passage where um, Joshua is leading the Israelites across um, the Jordan River, which there, there was no way for them to cross that. Um, even, the, even if the best swimmers could get across, the children, those that were older, there are people that wouldn't be able to cross that river. Uh, and just as he did with the Red Sea, God dried up uh, a section of land in, the, in this river so that they could cross over. And as they're crossing, God says to Joshua, hey, send a representative of each of the 12 tribes to go to the middle of the river, the deepest part um, that is now dry, and pull up a stone and take it to land. And so they took these 12 stones that came from the most inaccessible part of the river and set them up and, and basically created uh, an Ebenezer. Um, and, and what God was basically saying to Joshua is, look, these stones exist so that every time you see them, you will remember that these stones came from the bottom of that river, that you walked where you should not have been able to walk. But even more, not only will you see this and remember this, but your children and your children's children will know the story of who God is and how he worked. And so the idea of sharing our stories creates a space where then when we tell people of the goodness and power of God, their lives can be changed as well. Their hearts can be encouraged as well. They could be comforted. Jesus knew this. God knew this. They both knew how forgetful we are. Um, and so they knew we needed to tell the stories. We needed to remember. I mean, the Bible for so long uh, existed uh, as oral tradition, as um, people telling the stories of who God was and how he worked and continuing to share their stories. The last thing is this. Uh, I really believe that God is giving us so many ways of processing because he knows that when we latch on to just one way of processing, um, it's incomplete. And so some of us process by writing, some of us process by thinking, some of us process by sharing. Uh, and so I wanted to create a space where we could dive into one of those ways of processing while also expecting that uh, folks that share are also having to process in other ways to even get to this point. In other words, in order to share your story in a concise way for a podcast, you will have had to spend some time thinking about it and working it through your mind um, and narrowing it down to the very core of what God was saying. Or you would have had to spend some time writing things out. Maybe you do bullet points or maybe you journal it. Um, 
But the thing is, is that the more methods you use to process the story of what God's saying and doing, the more things you may discover in that story. I found that by verbally sharing and, and even more by um, dialogue with some, dialoguing with somebody about your story, things come out that you may not have even noticed before. Uh, and so this podcast creates a space for that. Um, at the very least, um, anybody who wants to can have the opportunity to share their story. But for those that are local, uh, one thing I'd love to do is get time where I can just sit and hear your story in person and then just spend some time talking about it. And then that we might discover more of what God's saying and doing. Um, because the truth is, is that too often when God does something, we don't do much with it. We kind of sit in a place of assumptions and vagueness and miss the deeper things that God is saying and doing, the richness of what God is saying and doing. And by making the space and time to dive in, we discover how so many of our assumptions are false, how so much of the vagueness is blinding us from the beauty of who God is and how he works. So that's why this podcast exists. Um, and it also exists because, man, 12 years ago, I was asked a question that changed my life. So at the time, I was working for an amazing organization called Urban Promise Wilmington. And I was the director of Camp Victory, V House, for those that know what I'm talking about. And we were a small enough staff that um, many of us would get together regularly to have staff meetings. Um, and what was beautiful about those staff meetings is, yeah, we did talk about uh, practical, logistical things, but it was very clear that those meetings were not just a meeting for those of us who were on staff, but it was a meeting with God, that God was present in the room, uh, and that the work that we did, that the things that we were trying to solve all had to come under um, just the authority of God and not simply the wise thinking in our brains. And so uh, I remember there is this one day where we were talking and um, the executive director, Rob Prestowitz, stopped us. And let me just pause real quick to say um, I'm going to do an impression of Rob that is not accurate to Rob, but is accurate to the impression that everybody does for Rob. If you don't know Rob, it's just going to sound like I'm doing a weird voice. But those that know, you know, this is this is the standard Rob voice. But Rob stopped us and he took a breath. And then he looked at us and he said, nah, where'd you see God today? And we all just sat there for a minute because it wasn't odd for Rob to ask a question like that. But what we realized is Rob wasn't simply asking a question. He was expecting every single one of us to answer, where did we see God today? And as I mentioned at the start of this, we are prone to really struggle with that question. I mean, we can believe all the things we believe about God, but when somebody confronts us in a, in a moment, unplanned, unexpected, and says, where have you seen God? What's he been saying? What's he been doing? We freeze. Because we realize we haven't been looking for that. We haven't been listening for that. And that's the place I was in. Here I was sitting at this table knowing that Rob was going to expect an answer. And I did not have an answer. So I'm scrounging, I'm scrounging. He gets to me and he's like, Paul, where'd you see God today? I sat there 
And then I just went with what came to mind. Um, uh, so, so there's this kid that never does his homework at camp, but then, then yesterday he, he did his homework and, and it was, it was really great. It was, it was, it was exciting. Whew. I did it. I answered his question. Those of you that know Rob know that, no, I did not answer his question. Rob comes back. Eh, but how was that God? It's like, oh man, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that was God. I kind of just came up with an answer. So it was embarrassing. It was, it was a hard moment of realizing that it was a simple question that I had no answer for. Now you'd think I'd learn from that. I didn't. Rob kept coming back. Ah, where'd you see God today? Why? Why was that God? And after a while, I eventually realized that I needed to have answers to this question that he was inevitably going to ask. And so when I realized that I was prone to not look for God, to not listen for God, I decided, okay, like here's, here's what I need to do. I need to be proactive. I need to start the day and say, okay, God, I know you're going to work. I know you're going to do something. You're going to say something. So I'm going to look for that so that Rob doesn't trap me. And so I started doing that. I started looking for God and, and it changed my life because when we are just living in and of ourselves, we miss so much of what's actually happening around us. So much of what God is actually doing, so much of what God is actually saying. And we continue to live in this false, limited reality. We live these lives that are just pale, foggy comparisons to what God has for us. Because Jesus said that he came, that we would have life and have it to the fullest. And when I began looking for how God was going to move what he was going to do, what he was going to say, I began to discover glimpses of that full life. I began to experience moments of that full life. And it turned from being just me having an answer for Rob to realizing that I was living my life wrong. And that if I believed, if I actually believed that God was God and God was good, that he was present and active and moving and working and speaking, if I actually believed that, then I needed to live as though I believed it. I needed to anticipate and look for the ways that God was going to work. And so the title of this podcast is, Where Did You See God? Uh, it's a question that I've challenged many young adults that I've worked with to ask themselves, to start the day being proactive so that they would have an answer for that question. And not just for them so they could feel good, and not even just for others so that they could be encouraged, but because the God who created us that has shown so much grace and love for us, that gave us life when we didn't deserve it, that God deserves glory and honor. He deserves to be celebrated. He deserves the stories of his goodness and power to be told. You will walk, you will run, dance through the streets, shouting this is just one method. And my challenge for you is uh, to tell your stories. 
Now, of course, I would love to have as many stories, so many stories that I, I have content for years to come for this podcast. I would love that. But I don't need I don't need your stories to necessarily be on here as much as I need you to tell your stories. Tell it to your friend. Tell it to a family member. Tell it to your spouse or your significant other. Tell your stories. Tell your stories even if you don't know how you're going to tell the story. Tell your story if, even if you feel like you're only at the beginning of it and you don't know where it's going. Tell your story even if it's a hard story to tell or if it leaves you with more questions than answers. Because I can tell you God is, is, is complex. But also there's this beautiful, beautiful simplicity in that when we seek him, we find him. And even though we may have questions beyond what we can handle, the beauty of God is he can give us the simplicity of giving you that one answer that we need, even if we don't have the answers to the billion other questions. So, I leave you with this. Where did you see God today? Where did you see God this week? If you don't have an answer to that question, then what can you do today to look for God, to listen for God? And then when you do have an answer to that question, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to just keep it locked up in your mind? Are you going to put it in your journal and put that journal on the shelf by the other journals? Or are you going to tell someone? I want to make myself available uh, to you. Um, one, to share your stories. Uh, two, to sit with you and process through your stories. So if you're local, that's pretty easy and what that can look like. If you're not local, we have a Facebook page, Where Did You See God podcast. We have a voicemail set up. Uh, that is 804-372-3836. So you can leave a voice message there of the story that God's given you. Just questions you have of things that you would want us to explore in this podcast. Yeah, let's, let's talk about what God's saying and doing and what we can do about it. Thank you so much for joining me for this, the first episode of the Where Did You See God podcast. I look forward to hearing your stories, telling stories, and for us to together as a body exploring who this God is and how much he loves us. The song you've been hearing throughout this podcast is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. Uh, their album, Bread for the Journey, is a fantastic album. Check it out. So as you go through your day, don't forget to ask yourself and those around you, where did you see God? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Where Did You See God podcast. And I would love for your stories to be a part of it as well. So there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can check out our Facebook page at Where Did You See God podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash Where Did You See God, or you can leave a brief voice message at 804-372-3836. I would love to hear your stories. And if the stories you've heard have encouraged you, uh, think of someone else who could be encouraged as well and share it with them. The music you've been listening to is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. They are a solid group and you will love listening to the rest of the music. So check them out. And as always, as you go through your day, ask yourself, where did you see God?